Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Oh, yeah, around the world on the... What is that? Sorry about that. A little squeak in the... Let me try that again. Around the world on the internet at MichaelDukeShow.com and across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or translator. It is the Michael Duke Show broadcasting live. Hello and good morning. It is Thursday. I know. Like, again, the best part of a three-day weekend is the short week thereafter. I mean, woof, what more could you ask for? Today's show ought to be, uh, well, it ought to be interesting. We're going to uh, jump into some headlines here in hour one, and then we're going to be talking about, um, we're going to be talking about what's going on in the general election. As yesterday, last night, 5 p.m., I mean, there must have been a queue outside the division of elections because... uh, Ooh, baby, there was a lot of people who decided to file for office yesterday. Everybody's got it down to the 11th hour. I mean, it must have been, they must have been taking numbers outside that office yesterday because things got real interesting. And uh, we now have our final lineup for the state general election, which, uh, I mean, exciting, fun, good stuff. Uh, so we're going to be going over all that this morning and you know what? I'm looking for you to engage because I want to hear what you have to say. And if you know any of the candidates that we're talking about, I want you to sound off and tell me about them. Uh, because there's a lot of names, my friends, that I do not recognize, um, on both sides of the political aisle and, uh, in all the different districts. So we're looking for you to help us make some understanding, to make some educated choices. That's what I was looking for, educated choices. Uh, And so that's going to be our one today. We're going to go through this whole thing. And uh, uh, again, thank you to to, uh, Representative Kevin McCabe, who shared the link with me yesterday to the constantly updated candidate list on the state's website. It was... uh, I may have found it on my own eventually, but it was nice to be able to get that. And I was watching that all day yesterday afternoon as it was continually updated. It was, there's some, it's, it's interesting stuff. Uh, so the latest one as updated as of 727 PM last night is the final candidate list for office. And we're going to talk about everything that's going on around there. So that ought to be real, real interesting. Uh, In hour two of the program, we're going to uh, get a chance to talk with another uh, set of candidates for office. In hour two, 
We'll be talking with Billy Toyne and Shirley Rainbolt, who are the Libertarian candidates for governor and lieutenant governor, respectively. And uh, that should be a uh, that should be an interesting discussion. And uh, we'll just we'll get the whole thing. It will get the it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be exciting. And uh, I'm ready to uh, I'm ready to do it. So uh, that's kind of the whole layout for today on the program. And uh, you've got the you've got the full rundown right now at this point. Don't forget, coming up this Saturday, we're going to be doing the Alaska radio auction. And you'll be hearing it across the state starting at 10 a.m. in Fairbanks and uh, 11 a.m. down on the peninsula. We will uh, we'll be joined together and we will have uh, oh, hundreds of good items up for auction and for sale. Big ticket items, smaller items, buy it now items, all different kinds of stuff. Restaurants, spas, hotels, uh, cruises, helicopter tours, ATV tours. Um, there's some dirt work in there and fuel and, uh, I mean, just tattoos. I mean, whatever, <clears throat> whatever floats your boat, it'll be there on the Alaska radio auction. Again, broadcasting live across the state of Alaska from, uh, from down on the tippy tip of the peninsula, all the way up into the interior, uh, and, uh, through Anchorage and everything else. Cause we're working with Anchorage stations as well. And so uh, it'll be fun stuff, again, starting at 10 a.m. Uh, in, uh, in Anchorage and up in Fairbanks and then picking it up at 11 a.m. on the peninsula as well. So it's going to be fun stuff uh, this weekend. Don't miss it. You can check it all out, by the way, at alaskaradioauction.com, alaskaradioauction.com. And the auctioneer will be, you guessed it, yours truly. I'll be there. Uh, starting, oh man, gotta, I'm headed up to Fairbanks, baby. I'm going to Fairbanks. We're going to be broadcasting from there. It's going to be fun stuff. Okay. Um, so, uh, last minute, last minute itis. I mean, talking about procrastination. Oh, baby. There are some names in here. Yesterday, things got real down at the division of elections. Um, and there is a whole bunch of folks who jumped in and uh, made some moves. So we're going to talk about that. But as I said, I really want to hear from you guys this morning as well. So I have opened up the phone lines early before I even got to the list. You guys are amazing. That's, you know. So before I even get to the list, uh, I have one phone call. So I'm going to get a hold of the, I'm going to take the phone call and then we will, uh, and then we'll, we'll go on, we'll go on through the list and, uh, start working it and start talking about some of the candidates and what they're doing. And, oh, man, it's going to be good stuff. So the number, 907-433-3150, let's, uh, let's, let's get things uh, rolling, shall we? See what you guys have to say. We start off over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah, hi, Mike Brady from Las Vegas. Brady, what's on your mind? Hey, oh, it hasn't been making the news much, but uh, we're giving all this money to the Ukraine, and we have the USS Truman in the Mediterranean right now rationing our sailors to one cup of rice and vegetables and a little portion of meat. What is going on? Mm. 
I, uh, Brady, I find that hard to believe, quite honestly, that that's, uh, that's the, I mean, cite your sources on that one, brother, because, uh, I, I have plenty of friends who've been in the military and, uh, usually they have no problem feeding them at any time, anywhere. So who's saying that our, well, that our troops are on truth, starvation? Mike, I mean, you got to understand. Well, I'm you could tell, speak that, hey, the truth. okay, so where's, where's the sources on that? Oh, I, I read it right on the internet. Okay, it's a, it's a direct thing right from the USS Truman. Okay, so that right? uh, that obviously makes it true. That obviously you read it on the internet. It must be true. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> there's a lot of things that I uh, that I will let fly, but something like that uh, is, you know, I read it on the internet is not citing your sources. It's not how I want to start today. So sorry, Brady. It's not how I'm going to cite. That's not how I'm going to start today. Um, all right, let's uh, go uh, over to the list. The list looks like uh, Alaska is. Uh, I mean, we got a huge amount of turnover. Uh, at least ten legislators are not seeking re-election. Eight are running for different offices. Uh, two incumbents are set to uh, lose their seats after being paired against two other incumbents. They're all Democrats due to redistricting. And it's going to be an exciting, exciting time. I mean, 15 of the 40 legislators in the House of Representatives, according to KTUU, are not returning to the seats they hold. Um Jonathan Christ Tompkins, Tiffany Zulkowski, Ivy Sponholtz, uh, Steve Thompson, Sarah Rasmussen, all saying that they're not uh, they are not returning. Liz Snyder, by the way, in a uh, wow, I mean, in this move, one hour before the deadline last night, she announces, "Oh, you know what? I think I'm just I'm tired. I'm not going to do it anymore." One hour before the deadline, she drops this thing. Four fifteen p.m. 45 minutes before the deadline. She drops this letter out and says, well, I've been so proud to serve you and everything else, but bye, sweet lips, I'm out of here. One hour before. Oh, so she's so she's out. And, uh, and, and more. Then you've got uh, Adam Wool, who's running for the Congress seat. You've got Garen Tarr, who's running for an open Alaska Senate seat. Uh, then Matt Clayman who filed right around 4 p.m., jumped up and um, filed against Senator Mia Costello, who had been running unopposed up until that point. So now it'll be Matt Clayman versus Costello. Kelly Merrick and Ken McCarty have both filed to run for the Senate seat that Laura Reinbeld uh, was uh, holding. She, again, is not seeking re-election. James Kaufman ran against, uh, well, ran for the seat that Josh Revac was uh, running now. Revac is uh, is uh, of course running for uh, Congress as well, and then of course Chris Kirk's seat was empty because he was running for governor. So I mean, it's 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 just it's like everybody's woo 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 just switching positions all over the place. Several open house districts uh, are now were open due to redistricting with no other incumbents. So you got the Eagle River House District with Dan Sadler and Sharon Jackson running against each other. There's actually a third person in that race now. We'll talk about that. Uh, Eagle River House seat uh, Jamie Allard is now going to face off against another Republican as well. 
She was running unopposed as of yesterday. Now she got a challenger. Uh, open house seat in Wasilla, Republican candidates uh, uh, by the score there. And then the um, <clears throat> and then another Anchorage house seat, open house seat with Elise Galvin and uh, another Republican, Nicholas Danger. Danger zone! I'm telling you, if he does not use that for his campaign, you know, there's going to be some something wrong in there. Danger zone! All right. Um, in the Senate, at least five of the legislators are not returning. Uh, Senator Peter Machicki, who we did see withdraw his name yesterday. Uh, Senator Chickie not running, Josh Revac not running, Laura Reinbold not running, Natasha Von Imhoff not running, and supplies, supplies. Senate Minority Leader Tom Baggage confirming yesterday afternoon that he is not running again. He said it's been a very difficult year. So Loki Tobin, who is a registered Democrat and has served his Baggage's legislative aide, has decided to run for his seat. There's also other candidates in there as well. So, I mean, there. this is like musical chairs on the Titanic. It's amazing to watch. We're going to, uh, we're going to get into the details on this and take some phone calls. That's all coming up here. We're going to jump into that here in just a few moments. It is the Michael Duke Show. We're going to return. We're going to pay some bills. Don't forget to uh, check us out on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Michael Duke Show slash live. If you want to come on out and be part of it there, you can also find uh, you can also find us on Facebook, or excuse me, on YouTube. And that's just go to YouTube and type in my name. I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers on YouTube, which is about a third of the subscribers or followers I have on Facebook. So if you uh, feel like uh, giving me a a like and a subscribe on YouTube. Anytime you're out there watching YouTube today, that would help immensely with uh, getting the reach of the show out there. So help me out if you can. YouTube.com slash users slash Michael Duke Show if you want to be direct about it. All right, we'll be back with more discussions on the new statewide rundown. It's all up next. Regularly heard on American radio. Okay, we're in the break right now. Uh, you know, I, I don't mind talking with Brady, but man, when we start getting into just the full-on conspiracy, I, especially when I'm talking about something else already, that's what bums me out. So... Uh, it, it's going to be interesting, but we'll uh, we'll go over that. Lots of new stuff in there. Somebody asked earlier if I'd heard from Shower yesterday, and the answer is yes. He was like, "No, I was still. I'm. St he still needed a break." So next week, he said, "Let me read his text message so that we can make sure that we put it on the record." His, come on, dude. My phone is like, what, what? Um. Uh, here we go. Um, there you go. Uh, here we go. Uh, come back on 
uh, can come back on next week. Uh, he said he, he needed a break yesterday. He was still he's still on. I mean, I imagine the recovery period of having to deal with all the legislative BS is probably monumental. Anyway, he said, no, no, needed a break can come back on next week. So you have it right here. There you go. I just showed it to you. You have to freeze frame that stuff so you can see it. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, Matt Johnson said, Whoa, this is definitely going to change the players. Yeah. I agree. Now, maybe it's just a shuffle instead of a clean out, which is what we needed. A shuffle instead of a clean out. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, Gail just said, I'm looking at the final election page and baggage is still in it. He has until the 25th of um, he has until the 25th of June to withdraw. So he may have just left it on there just in case. Um, in case Loki didn't get in or whatever, but he's going to be, uh, he is, according to the reporting, uh, and the KTUU quoted him as saying that he is, um, confirmed on Wednesday. He is not running again. He said by phone that it has quote, been a very, very difficult year and that he will focus on helping build strong coalitions in the Alaska legislature and try to restore civility in U.S. politics. So that's, uh, you know, there you go. Um, all right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, good morning. The new bums list is out. Toss the old bums out and vote some new ones in. I mean, you know, Hey, not wrong. I mean, there's probably some interesting characters in there and some will be just as bad as the ones we got, but you never know till you try. That's what it all comes at. Uh, rumor has it that either uh, Tuck or Andy... Josephson will be resigning. I hadn't heard that rumor, but interesting. I'm excited about at least shaking things up enough, uh, and there could be enough opportunity here to shake up a lot of this. What really bums me out, though, and and I know I've said that I'd like to see a, a, a challenger for every candidate, but sometimes I scratch my head and go, well, when the candidates are so similar, for example, this whole thing with Mike Schauer and uh, uh, Mears, no, what the heck? Uh, Massey, Doug Massey, um, I'm, you know, it, it makes me scratch my head and wonder, and there was somebody else that was running, who else was running? There was another one that was like, that's an interesting, uh, showdown, but you know, again, we're just, this is the primary and we'll see how it runs out. We'll see if people decide to, uh, stay on target for this stuff. We're going to go through all that and more. Let me go back over to the phones. I got one caller on hold. Let me figure out who they are and we'll see if we can take that call. When we return, good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Michael. This is Ron. Hello, Ron from North Pole. From you, North Pole. Yep, you hold the line, my just friend. A no, whoop, I'm sorry. I just put you on hold. Hold on a second here. i got to wait for the system to reset. Uh, what was – you had just a quick question? Uh, no, just a quick comment. Uh, your uh, listing of the folks that are not running uh, puts me in mind of an old Roy Clark song about a bus. About a bus, I may I must yeah, not I must thank not. Thank God and Greyhound. Oh, <laughs> thank you for running them out of town on a Greyhound. All right, well, <laughs> all right. Thanks, uh, thanks, Ron. I appreciate it. That bell means we got to jump back into it here, folks. Let's get to it. The Michael Luke Show, common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. Like and share this video. If everybody on Facebook that's watching right now jumped over to YouTube and liked it, that would be awesome. Here we go. 
Well, hello. How are you, mine and Freunden? Are you ready for the full rundown? I got Ron from North Pole just called during the break and was like, it's reminded him of an old song about thank God and Greyhound uh, for all these people leaving. You know, interesting to see a lot of people bailing out and uh, jumping ship. Again, I can't imagine what this must be like as a legislator. Watching it outside is exhausting. Being a legislator and having to deal with that, like I said, I'd be, I know I could never be a legislator because I'd probably punch somebody in the throat or something. I mean, I just, it's so frustrating. So frustrating. All right. So uh, let's go through the list here. Uh, And I guess, um, I was just going to say governor, lieutenant governor. Uh, We went through some of these, um, uh, some of these names, uh, some of these names are new. Um, we spoke with, uh, we've spoken with a lot of them, uh, including, um, Chris Kirka, uh, and Charlie Pierce and Bruce Walden, uh, who are all running for governor. Uh, of course, Michael Dunleavy is in there, although haven't heard from him in a while. I mean... And I'm done begging, by the way. I'm done begging. I mean, I used to have to chase that stuff down to try and get it to, to work. I'm done begging. Um, if, if they want to come on, they got my number. You know what I mean? They can call me. Uh, Les Guerra, Jessica Cook running as Democrats. David Haig and uh, Waynette Coleman uh, also running, uh, although... They have no social media presence, no websites, no nothing else. Very difficult to try and, uh, you know, track some of this stuff down. I got to wonder if somebody doesn't have a website in this day and age as a candidate. Uh, and in fact, the new FCC regulations, for those of you who are <clears throat> down into the insider baseball, the new FCC regulations <clears throat> to become a certified candidate in the eyes of the federal government and the FCC that allow you to receive what they call lowest unit rates for media advertising when you're a candidate, uh, candidates get an advantage. I don't know if you know this, again, inside baseball, but candidates, federal candidates, not every candidate, but federal candidates are allowed to um, uh, are allowed to receive what is called lowest unit rate from media outlets, television, radio, et cetera, which means that they receive the absolute lowest rock bottom average unit rate for the day part that they're buying. So they're going to buy 6A to 7P primetime. They're going to get the lowest unit rate that the, uh, that the radio stations have sold in that period of time. But to do that, you have to be a federally, you have to be a, a recognized certified candidate. Well, part of that certification process now includes, with an update from the FCC here recently, includes one of the things that can cause you to be a certified candidate is you got to have a website because that would seem to be the... So anytime I go to a candidate and there's no website up, I mean, even just like a blog spot, poster, you know, it, it, it really makes me wonder, are you serious about it when there's no websites? I got, I just, I'm just asking. Just asking for a friend. Anyway, sorry, didn't mean to get into that sidebar there, but uh, 
Yeah, so some of these candidates, I mean, they have no website. There's no contact. I've Googled some of these names and been, you know, unable to find anything about them online. They're not. So uh, John Wayne Howe, he's an independent, uh, along with Shelley Wyatt, uh, and that's Alaskans for JohnWayHowe.com. They're, again, Alaska Independence Party. Chris Kirka, Paul Hooper, we mentioned that earlier. Uh, William Nemec and uh, Ronnie Ostrom, both undeclared. Running, that's out of Healy. That's a new one. Uh, Charlie Pierce, of course, and Edie Grunwald. Billy Toyn and Shirley Rainbolt. They will be on the program later this morning. Bruce Walden, Tanya Lang, uh, Bill Walker, which who we interviewed last week. They're uh, certified uh, Republicans. And then Bill Walker and Heidi Dragas. Uh, so that's the full list of uh, um, that's the full list in there. Uh, then we get into the Senate seats, and there's some interesting things here, which I'm still trying to figure out exactly what's going on uh, with that. Starting off with State Senate Seat A, which used to be up in the interior or up inside the state. It's like every time they re- redistrict, they flip where the things are in the state, uh, like from the top to the bottom, north to south. Anyway, Seat A now covers uh, Bert Stedman's area, the, the his seat. Uh, and, of course, we, as we mentioned the other day, Birch Sedman, obviously the incumbent, Mike Sheldon, a registered Republican. And there was a new one that popped up uh, yesterday, Alex Jaffra, um, who it says it's pending. It's not certified. It's pending as an application. But it gives his address as Fairbanks. So I don't know exactly how that is working. I don't know if he filed with the old number or excuse me, with the old letter district number, maybe he meant to file for the for the Fairbanks seat instead of the, I don't know. But it says it's pending, so there may be a problem um, with that with that uh, as well. So, but anyway, so that's the new name there. Jesse Keel still unchallenged. Uh, he has no challenger for Senate District D uh, B as in Bravo um, in Juno. State Senator uh, for District C, again, this is the Kodiak area, which was used to be P, right? Um, and it's uh, Gary Stevens, of course, the incumbent, and the two registered Republicans. We talked about that earlier, and that is Walter Jones and Heath Smith. Jones and Smith. It sounds like a bad law firm, but it could be a good Actually, Jones Smith and Stevens, that sounds like a bad law firm. I can't wait to, uh, I can't wait to see the rundown on this. And see what's going to, uh, you know, it's going to be good stuff. Um, I just saw a message in the chat room. Congress is now, right now, putting a fourth, putting forth new gun laws amendments on the floor right now in Congress. Well, we'll see how that works out for them. Um, so far, they haven't let a crisis go to waste, but we'll... We'll be watching it. Thank you for the heads up on that, Jill. Uh, then we get to Senate District D, which is the old Senate District O. Tuckerman Babcock, uh, registered uh, Republican running. Uh, Peter Machicki has withdrawn his name. That's official on the website now. Uh, Andy Sizek and uh, Jesse Bjorkman were the two challengers. Bjorkman, a Republican, and Sizek, a nonpartisan. Um, so that remains pretty much unchanged from what we covered the other day. Then it's Senate District E, which is the Anchorage uh, district uh, that Roger Holland is the incumbent in. And, of course, as we mentioned, <laughs> Kathy Geisel, she just can't, can't, can't stop. Can't stop, never stopping. 
So uh, Kathy Geisel's back in the mix. She's going to try and unseat Roger Holland. And then we got Mark Cox, who's also a registered Republican, and Rosalind Casey, who's a registered Democrat. So three three repubs and a dem in Senate District E. James Kaufman um, running for the state uh, Senate seat. Um, also uh, uh, Janice Park, the registered Democrat running for seat F. Uh, seat G is going to be L.B. Gray Jackson, the registered Democrat, being challenged by registered Republican Marcus Sonder, Sanders. Kathy Hensley had been in that race, but she withdrew to jump into another race. Matt Clayman, Mia Costello for Senate seat H. Uh, yep, that's going to be interesting. Now, here's one of the other interesting things. Say Senate uh, for seat I, that was Tom Beggage. We were just talking about that, how he decided he was not going to run. But it is still marked on the website that he is a candidate. He has until the 25th of um, uh, he has until the 25th of June to withdraw his name from the ballot. So uh, we'll we'll see if he does. I mean, it's again he reported to KTUU that he wasn't running, and that's why Loki Tobin had stepped up. Loki it, uh, it, Tobin is his uh, one of his staffers uh, for baggage. So it would be uh, uh, Loki Tobin, the Democrat, against Heather Herndon, the undeclared candidate. Now, I don't know anything about Herndon. If anybody out there, again, if you hear any of these candidates' names and you know something about them and they're an unknown, I'd love to hear about it. Just give me a shout at 907-433-3150. Then we go uh, deeper into Anchorage, this time uh, in the seat held by, uh, well, this is one of the newer seats that's pulled together. So now we've got Garen Tarr. And Forrest Dunbar squaring off, along with Drew Casson, who's also a Democrat, all three of those Democrats, with one lone Republican in there, Andrew Satterfield. New name, who, who dis? New phone, who dis? Andrew Satterfield, a registered Republican. That's going to be three Dems and a Republican in that, in that area, although it is, again, more of a blue area, so definitely uh, an uphill battle for that. Senator Kay is Bill Willikowski facing off against John Cunningham, the registered Republican in Senate seat K in Anchorage. Um, then we go to that newer seat that we were talking about, or some of the redrafts, and this is Reinbold's old seat, which is now seat L. And you've got uh, Ken McCarty and Kelly Merrick and Clayton Trotter and Joe Wright, all Republicans, all duking it out. We'll see. Now, so I so here's the thing. <clears throat> They're all four are automatically going to the general. Remember, this is the jungle primary coming up in August. All these names, any any uh, seat that I've listed that has less than and has four, uh, excuse me, five, uh, four candidates or or less, these people are all going to appear on the general ballot. The jungle primary is almost a. It doesn't even matter. Because the top four vote get, you could get two votes with only three candidates and you're going to be in the top four because that's how the new jungle primary works. You, you The top four vote getters then move on to the ranked choice voting. So some of this is going to be real interesting. You'll have all four of these uh, senator candidates, Ken McCarty, Kelly Merrick, Clayton Trotter, and Joe Wright all up and they'll be ranked. I'm just wondering... How many are going to vote Kelly Merrick as their fourth choice in the ranking, in the rank choice voting? Uh, Senate CNM is Shelly Hughes. She finally got a candidate uh, up against her, Jim Cooper, uh, registered Democrat from Palmer. 
and then uh, we got uh, uh, some more some more uh, a fight down here in Senate, and this is my district, with David Wilson, the incumbent, facing Stephen Wright and Scott Clayton, all Republicans again. Uh, State Senate seat O, which used to be E, that is Mike Shower's seat. Mike Shower is in there, and as I mentioned earlier, Doug Massey is going to be uh, part of it. Although I noticed it was interesting to see some of the people who were supporting Massey. Um, I'm going to reserve my judgment on this for the moment, and we're going to reach out to a lot of these candidates and try and get them on over here um, in the next uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, we've only got uh, six, six, we only got ten weeks essentially. Is that right? Yeah, ten weeks to the um, uh, ten weeks to the uh, to the primary uh, to the uh, excuse me to the primary. So many things going on to the primary. Regular primary in August, on August 16th, on my birthday. August 16th will be the regular primary. So we've only got 10 weeks there. But as I said, if these seats only have four challengers or less, they're all going to the general. So it doesn't matter at that point. But we're going to try and get all these folks on board and talk about uh, everything that's uh, that's going on. Um, so we're going to try and get Doug Massey on and try and figure out why, you know, what caused him to run and, and everything else. Then State Senate, uh, Senate uh, P, that is uh, Scott Kawasaki's seat. He finally did register yesterday because he was not on the, as of 10 a.m. yesterday morning, he was not on the uh, list. And Jim Matherly, the mayor of Fairbanks, has filed to run against him. Then Q, it's Rob Myers versus John Bennett, who is a nonpartisan, new, 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 new candidate, and Arthur Surkov, who's a registered Alaska Independent Party. So Rob Myers has got some challengers in there as well. Um, uh, Click Bishop has got uh, Elijah Verhagen. Ooh, I didn't see that one coming. Elijah Verhagen, registered Republican. Elijah has done some good work. Elijah uh, from Ninana. Uh, he and I have had many conversations. I'm excited to see him as a potential candidate against Click Bishops. And you also got Burt Williams, who's a, a registered independent um, out of Fairbanks. So three-way race there. But Elijah Verhagen, especially now that uh, the local his local party, Click Bishops' local uh, Republican Party Council, is holding him uh, with their nose held. Mm-hmm. He's got censured. There might be some real opportunities there. And then finally, state Senate seat S, which is Lyman Hoffman as the incumbent, and our old friend, Willie Keppel. Willie Keppel, who's often in the chat room here from Quinnahawk out there, uh, just hanging out with us. He is a registered as Veterans of the Alaska Party, and he is running against Lyman Hoffman. So you got some choices out there finally. So that's the full rundown on the Senate. We're going to get back to the House, but, I mean, there's 40 seats in the House and there's 20 seats in the Senate. And so we'll continue this discussion. But I want to hear what you guys have to say about this. And, yes, I have had Elijah Verhagen on the program in the past. So this will be a good thing to – I'm excited about that. I'm some, that's some good news there. There's lots of good options on the table right now. We'll have to see if this ranked choice thing works with any advantage. We'll see what happens. All right, we got more coming up. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free thinking radio.
If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Uh, hi. Hi. I'm just a little shaky after. No. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Christy says that error um, early on at Senate District A, which is Bert Stedman's district, says that it looks like it's just a division of elections error. Two Fairbanks candidates processed in the wrong districts. He said this happened earlier with Benjamin Vincent from Kodiak who was originally processed by Division of Elections for Anchorage. So they may, again, it just, again, a standard problem. So Senate District A would be, the old Senate District A would have been, uh, I think Scott Kawasaki's seat, right? Am I right about that? Am I right? Or is that Bishop's seat? Maybe it's Bishop's seat. Anyway, doesn't matter. It'll get squared away. It'll get it'll get turned out. It'll get turned out, which is a totally different thing than what I really meant. Okay. Good morning, six o'clockers. Okay. Um. uh, I had massive problems with Gail Fanumiai last election cycle because Stephen Duplantis worked at a. Boys camp in Big Lake and got his mail there. He lived in Anchorage, but that didn't matter. It took me three weeks to beat her and contact Kevin Meyer and his staff. DOA loves to harass candidates who get their mail elsewhere. Yeah. Um, after this election, people have to see the craziness of ranked choice voting, says Edie. I don't know. I don't know if they will or not. I mean, I think it's going to be such a hot mess. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I've got no... I got no idea. Brian says, only reference to the USS Truman and short rations is via World News. Is that like World News Daily or something? Is that... Is that uh, <laughs> uh, Doug is a great guy, just is a great guy just running against the wrong guy. She's talking about Doug Massey versus Mike Shower. Matt Johnson said, shower over Massey without a doubt. Okay, I, I, again... Brian said, you had Elijah on once, didn't you? Yes, I did. I've had Elijah Verhagen on the program a couple times, I think. Only one of the 59 legislative seats has more than four candidates. Ranked choice election system is a total waste of money for the August 16th primary, the jungle primary. Yeah, I mean, at this point, does it really even matter? I mean, when you get to that point, shouldn't you only really hold the primary in the one place that they've got more than four candidates? Um, Matt and Mia are now in a contest. Uh, keep in mind, ranked choice voting is the brainchild of Bill Walker's old chief of staff, Scott Kendall. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Uh, what are the odds of Walker being governor again? I think slim and none would be the kind of the place that I'd put it at, just in my mind, personally. Um, that 24-year-old from Bethel walked into the house unopposed. Is that uh, from Bethel? Is that packet? Oh, he's at Uktavik. Who's down in Bethel that, uh, um, 
Which seat, which house seat was that, uh, Harold? Because I may have missed that. Because uh, I thought the only, I thought Pack Attack, Bryce Edgman, uh, oh, Conrad C.J. McCormick. Is that who you're talking about? 38? Hmm. Okay. Again, I don't know anything about him. So anybody uh, who wants to sound off, I'm not familiar with many of the candidates uh, in some of the Bush areas or the names that have come up that I've never heard of before. You know, I'm familiar with the candidates that have been in office and incumbents and their voting records. But, you know, this is the good thing. Timothy Givens um, is uh, is running. Look at you, my friend. Uh, District 32. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Timothy Givens in the chat room running for District 30. That was a spoiler. People on radio don't know yet. But you, Facebook, you guys know first. You, YouTube, and Twitch, you guys all know first. So, good deal. Um, all right. Only 40 house seats to go through. <laughs> uh, that should be fun. Um, he ran as a write-in council. Is that what did the governor do if he's called a special session? Difficultations. A few legislators didn't show up. I don't know, Rick. What would a new governor do if he called a special session in a different location and a few legislators didn't show up? Well, I mean, it depends on the governor. If it's, uh, you know, if they fall into Mike Dunleavy's camp, he'd roll over a wet on himself and say, whatever you want to do. Uh, but if he was somebody else, maybe a Charlie Pierce or a Chris Kirker or somebody like that, then um, they probably would uh, say, uh, we need to call the troopers in here and drag these people over here and get them back to work because that's what needs to happen. So, all right, you guys ready to go? Let's jump back into it here. The Michael Duke Show. Like and share this uh, video. Oh, like and follow the show page. And (laughs) you guys all, my heart stopped. Let's get this done. Here we go. Jumping in. All right, let's uh, continue ahead. We made it all the way through the governors and the Senate races, and now we gotta, we're going to speed read through some of the House seats. This is the new finalized list, and again, the phone lines are open. If, um, if, uh, uh, I, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> lost my mind there for a second. Uh, the phone lines are open if you want to sound off about a candidate that we don't know anything about or somebody that you know or are impressed with or particularly disgusted with. I mean, let me know. 433-3150 on the Pivotel call-in line. So we start off with State House District 1, which is now down in the uh, panhandle. Uh, and that is uh, uh, the seat held by Dan Ortiz, who is a nonpartisan wink, wink, hand hand. Uh, and then how he's got uh, Siobhan Meggett, who is also a nonpartisan, although from my understanding, uh, she has conservative values. Uh, so, again, you got the Dan, the Dan Ortiz progressive nonpartisan and you got the Siobhan Meggett conservative nonpartisan. And you got a new name, Jeremy Bynum, 
who is a registered Republican. Okay, that's all I got. Uh, so that's District 1. If you know anything about uh, Jeremy or Siobhan and you want to share it, feel free to give us a call. Then we've got uh, House District 2, uh, which is a little further north, Sitka Huna. Uh, Rebecca Himshoot is the nonpartisan. And Kenny Scaffelstat is the registered Republican. And they both got websites up there, too, as well. I'm going to post, I should post this up in the chat room, the link to the page that I'm reading off of from the Division of Elections. Because it's got all the contact information and the websites and everything for all of these uh, for all of these uh, candidates. Andy, uh, Andy Story is one of the few. There's a handful of House seats that are unchallenged, uh, that have no challenger. And so uh, it's uh, she's, uh, she's one of them, Juno. House District 3. Then you've got Sarah Hannon, uh, also in Juneau for House District 4, now being challenged by Daryl Harmon, who is an undeclared. She's a registered Democrat. He's undeclared. Louise Stutes facing a challenger this time around. Benjamin Vincent uh, in Kodiak. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Um, I, I'm... Holding my breath. I can't wait to see what's going on. District 6 used to be District 31 down in Kodiak, excuse me, down in Homer uh, with Sarah Vance, who is the uh, incumbent, now being faced by two nonpartisans, Ginger Bryant and Louis Flora, Louis A. Louis Flora. They're both nonpartisans. Uh, but, uh, you know, so anybody want to sound off in the Homer area, tell me a little bit about these other two candidates. I think Sarah Vance has been doing a bang up job, but you know, like I said, it's good to see that everybody, everybody has a challenger just to keep everything sharp. It's always never a bad thing. Uh, Ron Gillum, uh, is, uh, facing off as an incumbent in district seven, formerly district 29. Uh, against Justin Ruffridge, who is also is a registered Republican. Uh, then we get into District 8. Again, one of the few unchallenged uh, seats, uh, undisputed, is uh, Ben Carpenter. So he's going to continue on. Uh, then on to District 9 into uh, Anchorage, it's uh, Laddie Shaw, who's the incumbent, being challenged by David Schaff, Democrat, and Rick Castillo, a registered Republican. District 10, also in Anchorage, uh, no incumbent in that seat. We've got uh, Sue Levy as a Democrat, Carolyn Storm as a Democrat, Craig Johnson as a Republican, and Michael Insolaco, who is a Libertarian. Oh, so an actual registered Libertarian candidate. That's nice. Um, okay, so that's good to know. And he actually, he scooped a good website. His website is housedistrict10.com. Good job. Good job, Michael. That's awesome. Um, then we go on to District 11, which is also in Anchorage, with uh, no incumbent, uh, Ross Beeling uh, and Julie Columbe, both registered Republicans, and then Walter Featherly and Jennifer Sohn as nonpartisans. Uh, in District 12, Calvin Schrege, nonpartisan, wink, wink, uh, is going to be faced off against Jay McDonald, the registered Republican. Uh, Kathy Hensley is in District 13. You, I mentioned earlier she withdrew from another race to jump into District 13 in Anchorage. 
So she's going to face off against um, registered independent Timothy Hewitt and then registered Democrats Andy Josephson and Chris Tuck. Now, the question is, they are both uh, 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 Andy Josephson is the incumbent, but Chris Tuck got districted into his district. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, but uh, Kathy Hensley is going to take a shot at it. We'll see what happens. Uh, District 14, one of my favorite, favorite districts at this point because uh, uh, of the just the candidate's name. So first of all, James B. Wright, Jim Wright, was a registered Democrat. He withdrew yesterday, and that leaves Elise Galvin to duke it out head-to-head, the nonpartisan Elise Galvin, who ran as a Democrat, uh, to run against Nicholas Danger. Danger Zone! Uh, Registered Republican, Nicholas Danger. That's House District 14. District 15 is Tom McKay uh, running as an incumbent against uh, his fellow Republican David Ibeck and uh, Denny Wells, the registered Democrat. Uh, In Representative House 16, uh, Jen, uh, let's see, uh, Liz Vasquez, still in the race, according to the thing here, but she announced an hour before deadline last night that she was pulling out. She was, I'm sorry, not Liz Vasquez, Liz Snyder. Too many Liz's, my bad. My, my bad. Liz Vasquez, running uh, in this four-way race against fellow Republican Joel McKinney, registered Alaska Constitution Party Rick Becks, and Jenny Armstrong, a registered Democrat. District 17 in Anchorage, Harriet Drummond and Zach Fields duking it out and facing it off. And may the best one, and may the odds always be in your favor. Uh, District 17, that'll be the Battle of the Titans there in that one. That'll be fun. District 18 is David Nelson, the incumbent. This is formerly um, Gabby Ledoux's district. I'm wondering, wondering how that's working out for her. Um, David Nelson is the uh, incumbent. He's got uh, a fellow Republican, David Walker, challenging him, as well as two Democrats, Lynn Franks and Cliff Grow. I just want to hear what you, I mean, I, I just want to hear what you know about some of these people. State Representative District 19, it's Genevieve Amina against Russell Wyatt. Again, two Democrats duking it out for that seat. Um, in State District 20, again, three names that I don't recognize. Uh, well, I guess Kolhas. I recognize the name Scott Kolhas. He's a registered libertarian, probably because I've seen him around uh, in the thing. But then you've got Paul Bauer, who's a registered Republican, Andy Gray, and Jordan Harare, who are both uh, or uh, Gray is a Democrat, and Jordan Harari is also a Republican. District 20, I'm running out of time here. District 21 uh, in Anchorage, Peter Knox, Donna Mears, Ian Sherrock, Ernest K. Weiss, who's actually, he's not a candidate. His candidacy was denied. And then uh, Forrest Wolf. So almost all of them, either nonpartisans or Democratic. 22 is uh, State District 22, also in Anchorage. Lisa Simpson, uh, Republican. Ted Eyscheid, Democrat. Stanley Wright, Republican. Jamie Allard, who was running undeclared until yesterday. State Representative for District 3. That's not, that's not right. This must be another screw-up because it says Jamie Allard and Roger Branson. Those are both Republicans. And then it's Van Lawrence, who actually lives in Fairbanks. 
Van Lawrence is uh, actually ran against me when I was in the so that's got to be a mistake on the thing. All right, well, I'm not going to get to them all. We might get to some at the end of next hour, but uh, we've got candidates coming up. We're going to have Billy Toy and Shirley Rainbolt joining us. That's all coming up here in just a moment. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. All right. I, yeah, this has got to be, this has got to be something screwy here uh, because Van Lawrence is, I mean, it's a Fairbanks address. And I ran against him in Fairbanks when I, I beat him for borough assembly when I ran for re-election. Um, so that must be a, it must be a mistake by the division. He must be running for another, he must be running for another seat in the, uh, in the deal there. Sharon Jackson, uh, Dan Sadler, Daryl Nelson. So two Republicans and a Democrat there. Delana Johnson and Larry Wood, they're going to be facing off against each other in District 25. Um, let's see here. Daniel Stokes is a libertarian. Uh, as well, Jessica Remain and Kathy Tilton. So Tilton has got two other challengers. Okay. What do you guys, you guys are, oh, you guys got into a big sidebar conversation there on Facebook. Okay. I see what's going on. I see what's going on. Let me continue on here. See if there's any other things that just stand out for me. David Eastman's got two challengers, Brendan Carpenter and Stu Graham, both registered Republicans against David Eastman. So we'll see what happens there. Um, in State District 28 in Wasilla, um, Stephen, Steve Menard, registered Republican. He was denied. No current. He had some kind of, uh, no, nothing on file, but Jesse Sumner, Jessica Wright, and, uh, Rachel Allen are all fighting for that seat. That's Kirk's seat. Uh, and then Elijah Haas and uh, George Rauscher are fighting it out uh, for District 29. Elijah Haas is a nonpartisan, but I think I recognize that name from something else. Uh, Kevin McCabe picked up a couple more challengers. Uh, he'll be fighting it against Doyle Holmes, Joe Griffin, both registered Republicans, and also Joy Mindiola, who is a registered Democrat. Bart Lebon facing Dilbert Maxine, uh, uh, Maxine Dilbert, rather, and Kelly Nash. Um, so two candidates there. Shelly Wyatt got her thing yanked for not meeting the residency requirements. And then in State District 32, up in the uh, interior, Timothy Givens here in the chat room. Uh, and Will Stapp. Um, uh, Will Stapp is also in the chat room. Will says uh, he's running in the House District with him. So... It'll be Timothy Gibbons and Will Stapp, both listeners here on the program, and Van Lawrence, who was my arch nemesis uh, when I ran for Borough Assembly. He's an interesting cat. He sent out a mailer with my name on it uh, and then checked off all the things that I was for, and I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you, and then I beat him. 
Um, yeah, Kevin McCabe is amazing. Uh, so good luck, Timothy and Will. Uh, we're rooting for both of you at this point. Mike Prax also running un uh, un uh, challenged. Un, I keep wanting to say undefeated, but he's going to be our representative uh, for that area because he's the incumbent. There's a handful of seats in here that just have just the incumbent. Grier Hopkins uh, running against Frank uh, Tomaszewski. I know I pronounced it wrong the other day. Uh, Tomaszewski. I'm sure that's not right. Nate DeMars. All uh, all fun all the time. Um, District 35, which must be. Uh, that's I don't know whose district that is now. 35. Um. Anyway, Kieran uh, Brown, registered a Constitution Party. Ashley Carrick, Democrat. Kevin McKinley, Republican. Oh, this is Adam Wool's seat. Uh, Reuben McNeil, Republican. And Tim Parker, nonpartisan. That'll be a fun race. That's like the only race that's got five people in it. Kevin McKinley may have a leg up on that since he's run for that seat before. And he's made a pretty good splash. We've had him on the program. Uh, Mike Cronk has a uh, registered Democrat challenger, Fitch. Fowler, Angela Fitch Fowler, Fitch. That's an interesting nickname. Uh, Bryce Edgman undeclared. McCormick, uh, C.J. Conrad McCormick, uh, also und- uh, running un- un- unchallenged. Josiah Patikak, uh, Patikak unchallenged, and Neil Foster is uh, getting a challenge from an Alaska Independence Party member, Tyler Ivanoff. Look at that! I've made it through all of them. So. They're all they're, these are all nerdy politicians. I don't know. We're all pol- political nerds, I guess, at this point. All right. Well, we're waiting to hear from. You know, it's one of those things where I need to make sure that I didn't. Uh, I sent off numbers, emails with the numbers and everything here this morning, but um, I'm not. I'm not seeing the phone call that I was expecting. Sure, ring, ring. Oh, uh. There we go. Now the phone's ringing. That's what I wanted to hear. All right. So we're going to jump into that. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? Okay, good. Okay, good. You guys called in just in the nick of time. You guys ready to, uh, we're about uh, 60 seconds out. So you guys are ready to uh, go. We'll uh, be right back to you, okay? Okay. Okay, good. You can both hear me. That's all that matters at this point. We'll put you back on hold where you can hear me, but uh, we can't hear you, and we will be right back to you. Folks, like and share this video. Like and follow the show page on Facebook. Like and follow the YouTube channel. I need a 1,000 subscribers on you. You think I've got 3,000 followers on uh, Facebook. You think it would be easy to get a third of them to, you know, go out and, you know, like my face, my YouTube page. I got like 20. What the heck? All right. We're going to continue. Here we go. Hour two, dead ahead. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. 
Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live across the world on the interwebs at MichaelDukeshow.com and across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or translator. It is your home for common sense. That's right, the Michael Duke Show. Welcome to it, hour two of the big radio broadcast. If you just uh, missed hour one, you just missed being a member of the 6 o'clock club by well, just a minute or two, all you got to do is get up a little earlier and you would be good to go to be a member of that 6 o'clock club. It's free, and you get bragging rights. But Hour 2 means that we're moving on here, and we've got some guests uh, on the program to discuss things with us. Uh, We're going to be diving more and more into this as we get closer to the August regular primary, uh, and then, of course, on to the general. And now we've got our solid list of gubernatorial and lieutenant uh, gubernatorial candidates. And I thought we would start out uh, this new section with uh, somebody we hadn't heard from before, and that would be Libertarian candidates for Governor and Lieutenant Governor Billy Toyne and Shirley Rainbolt, and they join us right now on the program. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Michael. Uh, Good Good morning. Good morning. All right, so welcome to the program, and thanks for coming on board and joining us. So, we're going to uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a uh, little bit of everything here this morning for the next two segments, and we're gonna go through uh, your positions, where you come from, um, everything else, what you think is wrong with the state, what you think is right with the state, and so let's just get first. Uh, let's get to let's get to know you uh, as libertarian candidates, uh, Billy Toyne uh, and Shirley Rainbolt. Uh, you know where do you come from, and uh, you know why did you decide to you know, jump into this crazy, crazy thing. Uh, give us your thoughts, starting off with Billy here. Billy, What? where do you come from? What's your background? Oh, my background is I'm pretty much an ordinary working person, like most of the folks out there. Uh, um, and uh, I've uh, really decided we need more regular working-type people in positions of public service, entrenched career professional politicians. Uh, I've had a variety of experience, everything from construction to many years in hotel and restaurant and a business owner, uh, myself and Shirley. We have both general partners of Alaska Variables, limited partnership, doing business as Alaska Roni. We have a, a noodle factory manufacturing vegetable macaroni, but that's uh, off topic, other than that the, they're basically regular working type people. Because otherwise, it becomes um, an elitist, professional, uh, career politician uh, club that becomes an us and them. There's issues that need to be dealt with that only people who have had their feet on the ground and have uh, uh, suffered on the maybe the receiving end of benefits of government programs We'll have an understanding of what's going on. The main thing that motivated me was my chance in the last election. Myself and Shirley are the only ones that can really understand the state's finances. We are 
uh, concerned with any and all issues, freedom issues, COVID, you know, uh, 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 there's, there's some issues coming up. That was the um, original motivation, uh, especially in the last election with a so-called budget deficit, and there never really was. And uh, still, the finances are not totally understood. Surely it's going to go more into that. But it was time for us to step up to the plate, do instead of just sitting around and complaining. So uh, that's kind of what uh, has brought me into the race. I'd rather be doing other things, I want to tell you, right. other than running or being a governor. But yep. sometimes you have to get in there. So uh, that's, that's where I'm from. All right. Well, let's uh, see. You're a little garbled, Billy. So let's see if uh, Shirley is uh, her her signals any better. Shirley, how about your background and where you came from and why you decided to jump into this? Okay, I have been in the system for years now because I'm disabled, and I'm now I'm also a senior, and uh, I'm too. So I I know from the other side. And I decided to get off the bus because I got tired of complaining about what was going on in the bureaucracy and everything. And I love the state. I want it to be a free state. And uh, I got to study and everything. And Billy showed me one of the staffers. And I sit down and puzzled together. I just started putting things in place on a chart. And right. it shows ten billion in uh ten point three billion actually since from eighteen and in uh assets or revenues and uh instead of uh, down it's showing minus in the revenues. Right. And then it shows minus in the uh, outcome, and it's, I mean, it's, it's all messed up, and all the cappers are that way, they've got that big cover. Okay, and well, before we get... Before we get into some details on this, and your and your connection here is not great for either one of you, so if uh, you have the number that I gave you a second ago, right, can you guys both call that number on your own phones and uh, call directly, and I'll conference you in there, okay? You guys try that real quick? Yes. Okay, go ahead and do that, and while you do that, I will... Uh, inform people uh we will uh we'll stop that part of the call see if we can get a little better connection because people are having a hard time uh hearing you so call back on that other number both of you here and i will uh, be right back to you uh folks we're talking with billy Toyne and shirley rainbolt uh libertarian candidates for governor and lieutenant governor respectively uh and we'll pick that up here again with them in just a hot second meanwhile don't forget that coming up this Saturday at uh, 10 a.m. for most of the state and at 11 a.m. for the peninsula, you're going to be uh, hearing the Alaska Radio Auction. And that's where we have uh, all kinds of goods and services and uh, uh, getaways, packages, pri- you know, just everything up for pennies on the dollar. Uh, and we'll be auctioning some of them off live. We'll have some buy it now items uh, and everything else. Everything from um, I mean, heating oil to fishing charters to 
um, to uh, 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 hotel stays, uh, cruises to the glacier, helicopter tours, ATV tours, restaurants, retailers, tattoos, uh, just a little bit of everything. And it's all going to be available over at alaskaradioauction.com. And, of course, then you can listen live for our big ticket items as well. It's going to be a fun, fun time. We're looking forward to that. Looks like we've got uh, both uh, Billy and Shirley joining us right now. Let's go over here and uh, see what uh, see what this sounds like, see if the connection is any better. Uh, Billy, Shirley, you guys both with okay. us now? Can you hear me? Hello, Michael. Okay, much better connection, much better connection that right. So, Shirley, you were just talking about how you were looking at it. Billy had showed you a Kaffir. Now, most people don't know what a Kaffir is, so you're getting down a little bit into the weeds here on this. But uh, when you say that, describe to us what you're talking about. It's the comprehensive financial report of the state. Okay, and what does that mean to, to the average person? What does that mean? It's a breakdown. It's an analysis. It's an audit of the actual it's, numbers. It's a breakdown. It, it, it's a breakdown of everything and what the money's where the monies are going, all, all that kind of stuff. The budget the, and all that. Okay, it, and off. it also shows the out of out of budgets as well, and uh, they've got at least. Two-thirds of everything that they're supposed to have is in off-budgets now, and it's not supposed to be. Okay. And that $10 billion uh, that they've uh, taken out of, you know, the figure, I, I put it back in because they put minuses all the way down, and they just carried everything down. They didn't subtract they didn't add they didn't do anything except carry the number okay and, and so, it's in in the too many columns so this sparked you to jump into the race with billy and so billy and billy this is some of the same things that uh, uh billy had talked about in his 2018 run so um to so for both of you you see as the biggest threat to the state right now is that uh, your assertion is that they're cooking the books that they're they're not being true with these audited financial statements these CAFRs, uh and that they're basically that is the they're, biggest threat to the state right now uh, yes they're yes not yes allowing, you're, 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 I'm, they're not allowing a full audit that's just it they won't allow any of the off budgets to be audited um and yes but and Michael, yes, she's correct. About eighty-two percent. I don't want to go in there. Trust uh, of the funds, not uh, that's not allowed even to be audited. But you're uh, in the big picture. I, I'm more the big picture guy. <laughs> she is the right down to the nitty-gritty details, where she has read every word of an inch-thick comprehensive annual financial report. Not just one, but we have them going back thirty years, cross-comparing. She also read the Alaska Public Offices Commission uh, APOC uh, regulations manual cover to cover. But then the big, so the big picture is, yes, like you said, nothing much else matters. If nobody understands the finances, and like, and, uh, like she said, under assets, they put negative figures. 
It would be like if I wrote you um, a check for a hundred dollars and then your account goes down a hundred. Uh, that's just one example, and that's inside the thirty percent corner that's still left as the budget without going too technical. But nothing else matters. No other issue matters if the finances are a total mess. So yes. Um. The, and we're going to get a full 100% state audit when we get into office. 100% state and audit, which has not also, been performed right now. What was that? Which hasn't been performed. They haven't, they haven't performed a 100% statewide audit is what you're saying. No, they, no, they have not. We're yeah. going to do that. Yes. Yes. Um, basically, the independent auditor has even said that they weren't allowed to audit uh, most, uh, like almost 82% of certain, uh, many of the funds, and they had to just accept results from, quote, vague other auditors, whoever or whatever they are. Uh, so yes, we will have an audit of every trust and agency fund and every, every a, a total 100%, and, uh, to 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 their credit, to the Dunleavy administration's credit, the CAFR has been put back to where, with difficulty, the average person can read it. Because since the 1980s, it had been broken up with filler material, things scattered around, harder and harder to read. And um, I know through somebody who worked on it uh, back in the 80s that uh, it seemed that the purpose was to make it unreadable. Um, and then we even had a, a meeting with, um, with Jeremy Price, Dunleavy's chief of staff. We went to Juneau, and uh, we showed CAFRs to him going back 30 years and how you used to be able to read them, uh, the average person, and how they, were, uh, they jumbled and threw figures around. And also, by the way, I'm trying not to go too technical. I'm trying to stay in the big picture. Uh, they rounded everything off to thousands, which leaves millions of dollars in loose change totally unaccounted for. There's, several, there's a number of problems um, um, with it. But there are other issues as well, which we are addressing. Now, Shirley is going to work on refounding the state because we have no state seal. I even challenged Fran Ulmer in a debate uh, 20 years ago to attest to a true and correct seal. She wouldn't do it uh, because if you attest to one, everything under the other is null and void and she's, you're guilty of, she's guilty of fraud. Or if she uh, uh, attests to the first one, again, the other way, everything under the other one, null and void, guilty of fraud. Uh, Ralph Winteroud, um, who does a lot of research out in the valley, uh, had gotten a letter of refusal to answer from her lawyer when he inquired as attesting to a true and correct seal. And, of course, that's when I challenged her on tape in uh, Channel 13 20 years ago, and uh, she would not do it. Uh, so Shirley will tell you uh, about the seal and the refounding. So uh, let me hand it back, and Shirley, why don't you go ahead. Well, why don't we hold on for just a second because we're coming yeah. up against the break. Surely we could start off right after the break with that and we'll get uh, more details on it. And then we'll talk a little bit about PFDs and some of the other things as well. We're talking with Billy Toyne yep. and Shirley okay. Rainbolt. 
who are uh, running for governor and lieutenant governor, respectively, on the libertarian ticket. We'll be back with more. Don't go anywhere. It is the Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. More coming up here in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. Back with more right after this. Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, we're in the break right now. Commercial break running. Uh, Billy Toyne, Shirley Rainbolt, our guest. Uh, we're here in the chat room with, um, well, I don't know. There we go. I said, it said six people. I knew that wasn't right. we got about 40 people here in the chat room on Facebook and YouTube and everything else. And so we're going to uh, get into this and uh, continue. If you have any questions for Billy and Shirley, now is the uh, time to ask it and to uh and to and to uh, uh be part of it. Now Billy, you've been uh you've been uh, uh trying to change the conversation for quite a while. You've run for office uh, several times. Um what in your yep. mind what in your mind uh it makes this one different uh than than the other ones where you've you know you've you've tried and failed. What what is the what is the difference in your mind? Is it is it are people ready or what what are your thoughts? I think so. I think it's been a, a slow building process. Um, I wouldn't call it like, you know, failures. Uh, Mark Baggage, for instance, ran, what was it, six times or how many times, or eight times, I think, before he scored mayor, okay? I'm not saying I agree with his politics, but um, the but building uh, building towards actually uh, having more effect, and um, it's it, and it goes along with the the tone of the state, the country, the issues. Um, I think things are getting to the point where people are ready for a change. I mean, for a change one way or the other, because uh, the country's more polarized than ever before. But the gloves are off. Uh, the masks are off. Uh, it, 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 it is, nothing can really stop the power of an idea whose time has come. And uh, solving problems with more freedom is an idea whose time has come. Because there's only two ways to approach issues, challenges, and dramas. And that is with more freedom or with less freedom. And uh, it has always trended in the direction of less and less and less freedom. And I've always favored, like most libertarians, when you see a problem, let's look at it with more freedom because the creativity of the average person will astound you when they are allowed to, to face challenges and be a part of it. Uh, and along with the part of the creative process of dealing with things instead of just turning to a political elite. So yes, uh, I think I think you you summed it up pretty good. I think it's just uh, been a, a work in progress, and you know one 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 of two things is going to happen. 
either we're going to prevail right now or not. But the attempt must be made. So uh, uh, if not now, maybe next time, but maybe never. But we're th making the attempt one way or the other. Because if I don't make this attempt, I won't be able to shave this face. And then sometime in the next life, if I look back and realize I never did anything, I wouldn't be able to shave my life in the, my, my, my face in the next life. And I don't want to go through eternity wearing a beard. So uh, instead of complaining, I think it's just time to get up and do what you can and let the cards fall, fall where they will. Yeah, no, I mean, you guys are definitely facing an uphill battle here. Somebody makes a comment in the chat room that says, Donna Ardwin was the perfect person to run a statewide audit, and look what happened to her. The good old boys are running scared. Uh, and it's true. She was ruffling feathers and making people nervous, and that's why they had to get her out of there. So you guys are definitely facing an uphill battle here uh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're, you're correct, and we're going to go ahead and face it. And what happens, happens we're just going to give it the best that we have, and we're asking for everybody out there to, to get behind us, vote for us. A lot of uh, people have said, oh, I like libertarian ideas, and I've heard you, and, uh, but, gee, I don't want to throw my vote away. Right, well, if yeah. everybody threw their vote away and voted for us, we would win. There you go. All right, so, hold, the, uh, hold the line. Hold the yeah. line. Hold the line, Billy. We're coming up on the, we're coming, we're returning to radio. Here we go, the Michael Duke Show. All right, we're back. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio, continuing now with Billy Toyne, Shirley Rainbolt, Libertarian candidates for uh, governor and lieutenant governor. Uh, we were talking about uh, details on the finances, the budgets, the CAFR, and then Billy and Shirley were talking a little bit about the state seal and some questions there, which there's been a few conversations over the years. It's not something that's been on my radar a lot, but Shirley was about to explain to us exactly what it means uh, when they say state seal. What does that entail? What does it mean? Why is it important and why should I care? Shirley, uh, go ahead. The state seal is, is simply something that's like a notary. And the there have been seven over the years. And none of them is the legitimate state seal because they've been used in tandem several times, and that makes them null and void. And anything that they were used for is null and void when you have a legitimate permanent state seal, which we do not have. So I'm going to correct that. So you're saying I'm going that there's make a permanent. So you're saying there's seven copies of the state seal, the stamp, the notary stamp for the state seal, and a lot of people would roll their eyes and go, "What does that matter? I mean, why? You know, if it the state seal is the state <laughs> seal, right? I mean, that's the. I think that's what a lot of they're people. They're not. I, they're not identical. Okay. They're not I'm identical. A, I'm they're not the same. I'm going to butt in here. I'm going to butt in here for a second. The lieutenant governor's job is keeper of the state seal and authenticates 
any and all legislation and documents with the state seal. So everybody knows the lieutenant governor runs the division of elections, but that's why one of the reasons for uh, her being lieutenant governor and the legality of everything under these seals comes into question because you're correct when somebody says, well, so what? I mean, the state seal, but, and then, and then um, that actually paves the way for cleaning out a lot of bad stuff. But uh, I'll get back to Shirley here on re refounding the state and uh, Shirley uh, establishing uh, a true and correct state seal. So Shirley, yes. yeah, what does that mean, Shirley? And well, it all it means that not only was this state not properly founded in the first place because uh, a president. One man declared it to be a state. It didn't go through Congress. We had a fraudulent state, bunch of fraudulent state seals. We don't have a permanent, legitimate one. And we're only working under partial state of abilities because of that. It, people consider still consider us a territory in places, mm, okay. and nobody takes us seriously as a state because it wasn't put through Congress. Okay, so you would and go so about that's fixing one of the reasons we're yeah you're going to go about fixing that. How would you how would you fix that? I mean, are you going to Congress? I mean, I don't think Congress is going to take that back up. Do you? <laughs> uh, no, but the state seal is the first step. Because we're, you're, we're supposed to have a uh, Secretary of State, and he, the one that we had was unlawfully uh, done away with, and they're supposed to uh, sign off on the state seal. Okay. And well. that that's what threw it out. No. That we without a secretary of state, none of them are legitimate. Okay, so that's your next step. Let's talk about something that people are probably a little bit more up in arms about, and that would be the effect and what's been happening uh, over the PFD debate over the last six, seven years. Uh, we saw the governor uh, Walker at the time veto the uh, veto the PFD down to what he thought was a reasonable level, and that changed things. Not only that, the way they started to account for the PFD as general fund money as income instead of a simple transfer. Uh, Billy, I know in the past that you've stood uh, you've stood up for the uh, statutory PFD, and you've watched this debate over the last six or seven years. What would be the Toy and Rainbolt uh, administration's position on the PFD? What should we be doing? Okay. Um, we're going to make sure a full PFD and the way it's supposed to be, because we're going to redo the entire budget thing. We're going to go back to the historic calculations for starters, and then after the financial bookkeeping is cleaned up, uh, there's going to be room to expand the PFD back pay on monies stolen, along with uh, interest and damages. That's that's uh, what we would be doing um, in regards to the PFD. And you're yes, because the state government took 
food out of people's mouths when they took their PFD. Right, exactly. And your assertion is the monies to pay for this are available. It's just the way they're accounting for them right now that basically the state's been crying poor mouth for the last five, six, seven years because of the way that they're doing the accounting. Is that is that the assertion that I'm getting here? Said, yeah. Well said, yes. So we... They're not even reading their own cappers. Right. Okay. So, so to summate, your first step is to go in and to fix the accounting issues that are in the state, including full audits of all on the books and off the books uh, budget items, uh, to realign yeah. that whole thing, to make sure that we have a full accounting for all the money and therefore showing that we actually have been living uh, with a surplus for longer than we expected, to fix that, to fix the, yes. the way that they account for things. And then you would then mm -hmm. push for the full statutory PFD. Now, the only challenge here, of course, as other governors have discovered and other candidates have discovered, is that uh, you have to have the cooperation of the legislature in that. Uh, how do you propose to bring yeah. them along with what you're what you're doing here? I've got that figured all figured out. We're okay. not going to even let them set up a budget for the next year until we do it. So not if even... they don't allow a state audit, they're not going to get their budget. Because we're not touching the funds until we do. Billy, Billy, your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a, uh, just exactly what she said. We put the audit in between them and the money. So, um, I guess I can only see a. I, I guess I could see one problem with that is that the Constitution mandates that the governor put out a budget by December the fifteenth. Um, and so mm -hmm. that's a lot of work to do in a handful of days to get that done. Um, you guys would definitely have to hit the ground running and some things can be done through executive fiat, uh, but other things may require yeah. some other changes. How do you propose to overcome that and still hit that, uh, that deadline of December the 15th? Okay. We're going to cross that bridge uh, when we come oh, to it. There's a number of options. Surely we're going to get some good bookkeepers in there. Gonna, gonna get yeah, some. and we're going to do that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Um, what other things are, you know, the PFD obviously important. Uh, I mean, gun rights to Alaskans are important. I think as libertarians, you guys probably support the idea that people should be able to exercise those rights and do all that. Um, uh, any Any additions to that thought on the Second Amendment? Oh, gosh, yes, because uh, that's something that I was uh, itching to get to because that is a hot one right now. Um, the, uh, the left is definitely, and I'm just going to come right out and call it, the left uh, is, is capitalizing and politicizing and taking advantage of this tragedy that has happened uh, uh, to push forth. Uh, uh, a high-speed, high-gear, anti-gun agenda like never before. So um, uh, gun owners have nothing to be ashamed of, uh, like uh, any kind of uh, gun conventions. Gun Owners of America, NRA, have no shame in having their uh, events and their uh, conferences and trade shows uh, but there are, so more than ever, 
we need to stand up, first off, for state sovereignty, uh, to not be intimidated by this, and find out what is really, really going on. Because there had never been school shootings. One, one, th one, one of my uh, uh, perspectives is we're living in a society that's more drugged than ever. Some, uh, some of it's done by the schools, some of it's done by government agencies, the parents, whatever. Um, most of these, these school shootings, uh, the kids have been under psychotropic drugs. Uh, there was never an assault weapon used for anything uh, of, a, of a harmful nature until somebody started shooting at the White House in the 1990s. So I'm really suspect, what are the motivations where this comes out of nowhere? So rather than banning guns, what is causing people to do this? And there's uh, pressure cooker bombs. We know that was a jihad, some, a hate crime. Somebody drove uh, uh, a car into a crowd uh, probably about a year ago. Uh, there's a, a case I know of where the guy angry at his girlfriend poured gas gasoline in the uh, uh, exits of the girl's dorm and uh, killed eight people. We don't outlaw automobiles, gasoline cans, pressure cookers. So um, I'm there's a lot of unanswered questions about what's going on, but the last thing in the world that we want to do is get the wolf to guard the hen house. Because who is it that you're going to give this power to to decide who can and ha can't have guns? Right next door in Canada, uh, Trudeau um, is, 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 is doing a massive um, anti-gun effort on uh, what's left of their gun rights after these tragedies have happened, using it as an excuse. But he is surrounded by plenty of nine millimeter pistols, <laughs> as well as uh, assault type weapons and right. security and everything else, along with politicians there and here living in gated communities with armed security. So this hurts the poor uh, and the average person more than anybody else. And of course, they say, "Well, you don't need uh, you don't need these assault type weapons." Uh, for sporting or, or, or self-defense. And the Second Amendment does not say the right to keep and bear sporting goods shall not be infringed. Right. Shall not right. keep and bear arms. And there's and everybody knows the real reason for that. <laughs> right. We're, so we're, we are steadfast, no compromise uh, on maintaining our Second Amendment. Uh, Billy Toy and Shirley Raybolt, our guest. Uh, folks, we're coming down to the wire here, so I want to give you a chance to summate and give us your one-minute elevator pitch for why you should choose, why we should choose you. Let's start with Shirley, and we'll end with Billy. Shirley, what what's your pitch here? Well, I have never been in politics a day of my life, but I I want to make this a free state. I want it to be totally free with no communism. And I want to correct these errors that people are ignoring and just pushing it aside and just leave it, not even bothering to correct anything. Right. I want to get it corrected 
so that it will, this place will be a lot better. All right. Uh, Billy, your final thought here. we got about 60 seconds. Okay, and uh, that's all I need. It's, is nobody else, and I'm not bragging, but nobody else can really uh, address and even understand uh, the bookkeeping. So number one, I want to get the finances straightened. I only want to do one term, get in there and fix things and get back to doing what I want to do. And I'm the only candidate that's really looking to solve all issues with more freedom instead of less freedom. Uh, and because myself and Shirley are ordinary working type people, we know what it's like to be on the receiving end, the bottom end. And uh, I think it's time for a change to get some fresh blood in there. Vote third party. Give libertarianism a chance. Give liberty a chance. Give freedom a chance. Try something. Try try the other alternative. Yep. So uh, the other alternative is there. We're there. We're asking for your vote. All right. Billy Toy and Shirley Rainbolt, thank you so much. Hold the line for a second. Folks, we're out of time. we got more coming up. Open line, open forum next. The Michael Duke Show. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. All right, uh, let's finish up with Billy Toyne, Shirley Rainbold. Anything else you guys would like to add uh, quickly here? we got about uh, three minutes or so uh, in the commercial break. Anything else you folks would like to add that we didn't get to or didn't talk about this morning? Now's the time to sound off. Well, uh, Shirley, I, yeah. I just want to say, I just want to say, uh, don't worry about party and party politics. Vote for who you want to vote for what they stand for. If that's that's what been the problem with all these elections is that we are being pushed out simply because we're not the right party. Right. That's one thing that it seems like maybe this uh, ranked choice voting will do, will at least give uh, people, I guess, more options in the long run, but you guys got to get past the primary first. Billy? Yeah, well, absolutely. Um it, it's become an entrenched one party with two names. And it's really just time for a change from that. And just like I said earlier, we are offering the alternative. Give the alternative a chance. The, the unheard voice in the room often has the answer. And uh, we've had plenty of uh, the establishment. And if you want to accept the status quo, then just sit back, and uh, that's what you will get, more status quo. Now, if you really want uh, some positive change, recovery of our freedoms and our economy, then maybe, maybe, maybe step out of the status quo and give, give the unheard voices in the room a chance because that's often where the answers are. So we are offering the opportunity, and uh, once again, we are asking for your vote, and we hope that standing together, we can recover our freedom and our own lives here, at least here in Alaska, and maybe set an example for the rest of uh, the nation and who knows, maybe the world. 
All right, Billy Toyn, Shirley Rainbolt, uh, you guys have a website or something or a place where folks can go find out more about you or support you? Uh, the website has yet to be constructed because we are busy. You know, I'm, uh, I'm, I work full time. There is last election's Facebook, which I'm going to convert uh, Billy Toyn Libertarian for governor. It has most of the positions. Uh, and videos from the last election, which are almost the same as what's going to be now. Uh, and it'll be reinvigorated for this election. And then later on, we'll get a website. So right now, it's basically Billy Toyan, Libertarian for Governor, Facebook at this time. Okay. Well, Billy, Shirley, thank you for coming on board this morning. I appreciate you guys sounding off. Some interesting points you brought up. Um, and, uh, I mean, I'd like to see, if nothing else, even if another uh, – candidate wins i'd like to see them at least consult with you on the transition to talk about things like the CAFR and everything else because i think that those are important issues that nobody else is really bringing we up. did actually yeah. yeah you did actually what we I'm did sorry. that with dunlevy he took he took one step he made it readable but he didn't make any bookkeeping changes <laughs> yeah good because the people need to see the mistakes and yes we did we did have the meeting we flew to juno when it was requested. And uh, so we've, we have consulted with a winning candidate before, then the, and we'll do it again, or maybe we will be the winning candidates. It's not impossible. All right. Well, thank you for coming on board. We appreciate you uh, joining us this morning. Thank you. Okay. Well, you have a, you have a great morning. Okay. And bye-bye. I'm going to go back into bed. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks. <laughs> uh, all bye-bye. right. Uh, Shirley Rainbow, Billy Toyin, our guests here on the program this morning. And, uh, yeah, they, uh, you know, they, that's, uh, they got some interesting points here. Uh, uh, Donna Ardwin was in the chat room earlier. Donna, if you want to comment on the Kaffir situation, cause I've heard this a couple times, but I, I'll be honest, I've never had the time to get down into the weeds on it. Um, if you would like to comment on what they're saying about the Kaffir, at least maybe give people a little primer in the chat room. Uh, a paragraph or so about what that means, or if you want to call in this morning, Donna, you're welcome to do so, uh, just to clarify it for us. Because I mean, I, you know, so it, sometimes it's too far down into the weeds, but that sometimes that's where we need to be. We just we don't know. Uh, we don't know what we don't know, and uh, a lot of times we don't have time to try and figure that out in our day to day lives. So uh, definitely an interesting conversation uh, to be had there, uh, because we know that a lot of times. You know, that voodoo accounting, that's <laughs> the shell game, the accounting shell game that we see on that. Uh, I would love to hear more about it. So, Donna, if uh, if you want to comment on that, I'd love to uh, I'd love to hear what your comment is this morning. Otherwise, we'll jump back into the statewide race announcements uh, with what we were discussing with the listeners earlier. Uh, or if you would like to call in, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Do me a favor. I'm still looking for subscribers on YouTube. I know a lot of you are watching here on Facebook. Many of you, hundreds of you watch on Facebook every day, but uh, I definitely would like to get some more subscribers on YouTube. I need a thousand to uh, get things rolling over there. So if you would make sure you go over to YouTube and like and follow, uh, like and and hit the bell, subscribe and ring the bell, do that for me. Here we go.
Okay. One final segment of the program this morning as we get ready to wrap up. Tomorrow's Firearms Friday. I'm working on getting Dr. John Lott on the program tomorrow. Um, I have not... uh, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, We'll see what we can... uh, We'll see what we can come up with. Uh, But uh, tomorrow's going to be Firearms Friday for those of you who will be joining us. We'll be broadcasting live tomorrow from Fairbanks. An undisclosed secret location in Fairbanks somewhere. Getting ready for the big statewide radio auction, which is happening on Saturday. Don't forget to go to alaskaradioauction.com. They're putting stuff up now, slowly but surely. they got some big ticket items up right now you can bid on. And uh, everything else. And then we will be kicking off the auction on Saturday at 10 a.m. for most of the state. Interior, South Central, everything else. And then it'll be picked up at 11 a.m., on the peninsula. So uh, make sure you tune in for that this Saturday. Uh, and of course, again, go to alaskaradioauction.com if you want to get more details on it as well. All right, uh, final segment here. Phone lines are open 907 3150. I would love to hear what you guys have to say on. Anything that Billy and Shirley just talked about, I mean, I, you know, I know it, it got, like I said, a little bit down in the weeds on there, but this issue with the CAFR, have, I've, I've explored this a couple times, and there's been several people over the years, 20 years of me doing the show, who have come on board to talk about that and how, I mean, it, it, I don't understand all of it, but essentially what they've all said, and I think, like I said, I tried to, to dumb it down for, for those of us who are not in the full know, is that the CAFR basically just shows you that, uh, um, you know, the the CAFR basically shows you uh, uh, that they're cooking the books. I mean, over the years, again, putting things inside the budget, outside the budget, not accounting for things, how many dollars are out there. Bill Wilikowski talked about that um, with uh, with his discussion on the audit earlier uh, in the session, uh, and it raised some eyebrows. And, um, and I... You know, I, I think it's a deep. I think a deeper discussion needs to be had on this. Uh, maybe we need to invite Donna Ardwin onto the program again to discuss this in fuller detail, uh, because again, we don't <clears throat> we don't deal with this stuff on a daily basis unless you're you know some kind of accounting wizard or something or work work for that uh, do that as a living um, you know in your regular job. But most people are like scratch what what is it what Yeah, we need to know what's going on and. Uh, you know, you follow the money, you know, follow the money. That's what it all comes down to. Um, so phone lines are open. We'll talk about we'll talk about that. And Harold says you could dumb this down lower. You could dumb this segment down lower. It's possible. I mean, I'm a I'm an overachiever, Harold. I'm sure we could make this show dumber by far if we really tried. I mean, hey, we got you here. So, I mean, you know, every little bit helps. Um, let's, uh, continue on here with some phone calls and more discussions. We were talking about, uh, the house districts. We didn't get quite through all the way through all the house districts. Um, but there were just a handful left, uh, before we, uh, ran to the, uh, ran to the end. Um, uh, we had made it all the way down to house district 20 and, um, We've got to, uh, you know, we can go through those as well, or we can just take some calls. Uh, some of the more interesting ones uh, 
includes, um, as I said, House District 23, where Jamie Allard did not have a challenger. Now she does. Roger Branson and Jamie Allard are going to be duking it out. The site, the website, has Van Lawrence listed in that district, but he's actually from Fairbanks. He is actually going to be running against, um, um, <clears throat> excuse me, i got to scroll down here to the ones. He's actually going to be running for House District 32 with Timothy Givens and Will Stapp, who are both listeners to the program. We see him in the chat room. Uh, so those two registered Republicans against Van Lawrence in the Fairbanks area. So good luck with that. Uh, we welcome you to it. Uh, let's go over here uh, to the phones and see what you guys have to say. We'll pick things up here and start right now. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Randy in Fairbanks. Good morning, Randy. What's on your mind, sir? Hello. Uh, I enjoyed the interview with the uh, Libertarian candidates for governor, uh, Billy Toyin and, and his running mate there. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I, I really like what he said about the Second Amendment. That was good. He had said some very good words on that, how important it is. And, uh, however, uh, their comments on the permanent fund kind of was novel a little bit because they said that they not only want, I think they said the full PFD, the statutory PFD, but back pay and damages. <laughs> I thought to myself when I heard that, I thought, well, there are no damages because the money that would have gone into cash payment for the Alaskans goes into some other payment or some other service or benefit of some sort, you know, program or whatever. No, no, Alaskans. it, so it actually, no, big, no, the, the vast, no, no, the vast majority of it didn't go anywhere. It sat in an account accruing interest. Instead of going into Alaskans' pockets and accruing interest for them, the vast, vast majority of it remained in the earnings reserve account. That's why damages would make sense because since it wasn't in Alaskans' pockets earning uh, earning uh, uh, income or earning interest, it instead was sitting in the state's bank account. Damages would be relevant at that point. Well, in the case of an actual court thing where you went to court or small claims court to sue for damages, of course, they'd have no case. But I can tell you how they would have a case. If you know, I've been on your, in your chat room mentioning about my proposal for a Hammond bond where you pay $5 for this bond. The bond is actually a certificate paper that has the conditions on it, and it would allow you to get $50 every year for the next um, for your whole life until uh, unless you're not a resident. And that would be a quid pro quo, and they would be able to sue if they did not honor the conditions that were written right on the bond certificate. So that's why I'm, I have been advocating the Hammond bond so that ultimately people that have been here for a long time will start getting more money compared to someone who just got off the boat and uh, expects a full amount of cash for not putting I, in their dues in the winter right. and building I've seen, up this state. I've seen your comment on this, and, uh, I mean, it's a novel idea. The problem is, of course, is that your idea means that everybody starts back at zero and they would receive a very small amount for each year that they own the bond uh, because you can't – the Zobel's case decided that you couldn't have residency length as a, as a reason. And so everybody would start back at zero and the government would get all that money out of the dividend in the meanwhile. Um, and that's problematic well, my proposal, for me. Well, my proposal was that this is just a supplement in addition to the regular 1982 PFD. Mm. We'll get two PFDs per year. Well, um, it's an interesting thought, Randy, but again, I think that, uh, you know, it's based on some flawed suppositions. Uh, But, you know, keep thinking it, keep dreaming it. Uh, You know, you and I are probably not going to agree, but it's always good to at least hear somebody talking about these issues and coming up with some alternative ideas. I'd say they should just follow the law. I mean, that's my idea. It's pretty simple. It doesn't require a bunch of math and 
accounting and residency and everything else. It just says they should just follow the damn law. That's pretty much it. I mean, pretty simple. I mean, maybe we should put that to a vote. Should we follow Randy's idea or should we just follow the law? Question for all time right there. Folks, we're out of time. we got to go. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Be kind, love one another, live well. We'll see you tomorrow for Firearms Friday. God love Randy, because nobody else seems to. But, I mean, you know, at least he's thinking about it. That's all I could say. I don't think his ideas are great, but at least he's trying. But again, how about just hashtag follow the damn law? I'm just, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> Charlie Pierce in the chat room. Good morning, Charlie. Follow the money. I won't ignore. Good. That's what we want to see. Bring Shirley and Billy over and let them show you what they got. Lay it out for you. Bring Donna back. That's that's That'd be my call. And duke it out with him right there in the le- on the legislative floor. All right, folks, we gotta go. I gotta fly, or drive, or take off. Have a great morning, the Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. shed our terrestrial radio skin and now we are slimy lizard internet people it's the michael duke show